Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Hello, Thriver. Welcome or welcome back to the Real People, Real Talk show. Since we just had Daylight Saving, I wanted to give you a bonus episode all about time management. Listen, if you ever felt overwhelmed or you wish you had just two more hours in a day and you want to know how to reclaim your time and to maximize your time here on Earth, then keep listening. Really quick, I do want to say thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Because of you, Real People Real Talk has been heard in 51 countries with nearly 16,000 downloads at the time of this recording and is still ranking the top 2% of podcasts globally, according to listennotes.com. I really appreciate you. I do ask that if you like what you hear today, to share this episode, to share this podcast with your friends, simply text them the link and invite them to take a listen. And thanks in advance. But I don't want to waste your precious time. So we're jumping right into the content at hand. And it's called Reclaiming My Time. Friends, time management is so crucial because of the brevity of our lives. It was Benjamin Franklin that actually said, do not squander time, for that's the stuff that life is made of. Now, our best and brightest example of time management is, of course, Jesus Christ. He maximizes 33 years here on earth, and more specifically, he maximizes three-year ministry, The Bible tells us in John 21 and 25. Now, there are also many things that Jesus did were every one of them to be written. I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. In other words, Jesus made the most of his time. He made the most of his life. So what does the Bible say about time management? Great question. The book of Ecclesiastes, chapter three and verse one, it says that everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Colossians 4 or 5 goes on to say to walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of the time. Psalms 90 and 12 says, so teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. So time is it's this precious, God given, non renewable gift and commodity. Everybody, including you, have 24 hours in a day. So we're going to be talking about time management, but let's get a working definition. Time management is a person's ability to keep things balanced in their life. It involves setting realistic expectations and a willingness to say no and a healthy perspective for both the short term and the long term. It requires both discipline and flexibility. Surely put, time management is really a person's willingness and ability to prioritize things that are most important to him or her and to execute a plan to tend to those things. Time management boils down to life management. And even more simply, time management is all about making good choices. Now, time management is important because of two reasons. Number one, life is short. We got to make the most of it. The Bible says in James 4, 14, yeah, you you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. So time management is important because our life is short and we have to maximize it and make the most of it. 
The second reason is this, according to the Bible, we're going to be held responsible for our lives and how we spend our time. So the way that you spend your time actually reveals what's really important to you. So I just want to give you a spiritual foundation for time management. And now I'm about to get practical. I want to give you eight ways for you to successfully manage your time. And I'm going to be including some comments from some of my dear Facebook friends that engage with the content online. When I ask them, what are your best time management tips? So number one, seek God's guidance and rely on his wisdom. In other words, ask God to lead you so you can make the best use of your time. Yes, I'm going to get practical, but it starts spiritual and it starts with Jesus. Ask for his wisdom and guidance as you plan out your day. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your path. In other words, if you will acknowledge God in your planners, in your to-do list, in your plans, in your schedule, in your time, Acknowledge him in that and he would direct your paths for maximum fruitfulness. Number two, prioritize Facebook friends, Mark, Jamie, Lunny. They all mention the importance of prioritizing friend. You cannot have um, you cannot be effective in time management unless you set priorities. What are your priorities? I don't know. This may be the time where you where you pause this episode and really write out, pray out, plan out. What are your priorities for me? It's time with God. It's my relationships, it's my health, and based on that, that is how I plan my day and plan my weeks. I would encourage you to complete the most important tasks first. For me, that's time with God. Uh, My mom would always say this, you always have time for what you do first. You can have a million things on your to-do list, but you always have time for what you do first. And with prioritizing, for example, with me, I do this thing called a big three on my to-do list. So in other words, if you could only accomplish three things that would make today a success what are those three things and then go from there and some weeks i find myself overloaded overwhelmed jammed packed schedules and i use this method called win w-i-n in other words what's important now and then go from there so you have to prioritize if everything is important nothing is important tweet that Number three, planning and goal setting. They go hand in hand. It was Brianna that said doing weekly resets. In other words, having the planning meetings to kind of plan out the week. For me, I utilize my Sunday nights to plan out the week. And that is crucial to having a productive week. A plan really just gives you an overview of how your day should go. If we're not careful, if we're not intentional, if we don't have a plan, we could get to the end of our day. The end of the week, the end of the month, hopefully not the end of the year. Like, where did all my time go? What did I do with my time? Plan it out. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 21 and 5, the plans of the diligent lead to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. Planning and goal setting. It's not about filling up every single moment with stuff, but it's about organizing your time around what's most important. Friend, goals are. Create a roadmap for success. In other words, you have to ask yourself, where do you want to see yourself by the end of the day? Where do you want to be by the end of the week? Where do you want to be by the end of three months? And then plan from there. Because when you know where you want to go and you and you've planned these things out, you preferably plan these things out, then and only then you can manage your time, your resources, and your energy to get there. It's goals that really help us to decide what's worth spending our time on. 
versus what's just a distraction. It's planning that's going to help you and enable you to work effectively and efficiently. And so as as you plan out your day, here are some things to keep in mind. These are the things that I keep in mind while I'm planning. I'm time with God. So prayer, Bible study in the word relationships. Got to got to put in time there. I'm a husband. Time for my wife. Time for my family. FaceTime my parents. Um, because good friendships, good relationships don't just happen. It takes time and intentionality. Of course, uh, whether you're a student, it could be school, or if you like most adults, a job. So even in that, you got to plan out time in your job, and really and really to give you your best because excellence honors God. All right, and in health. Make time for healthy eating, for exercise and sleep and rest. And then please don't forget to plan your fun, to plan your joy. Personally, I schedule time to do the things that bring me joy. And right now is binge watching some of my favorite shows on my day off. And so lastly, know this. Well, lastly, for, for this specific way, failing to plan is planning to fail. I want to encourage you, Thriver, because I want to see you win. I want to see you thrive in every area and aspect of your lives to evaluate your plans, evaluate your goals. And at the end of the day, end of the week, end of the month, look at how you spent your time. Then after you do that, make the necessary adjustments so you can have a better day, a better week. By planning, you tell your time where to go instead of getting to the end of the week and wondering once again, where have the time gone? So plan well. Number four, this is one of my favorites. Get organized. Simply put, you will save yourself a lot of time simply by being organized. Everything must have a place. Yeah, in the morning, I don't look for my keys. I don't look for my wallet. It's right there where I left it. And I also would encourage you as it relates to organizing, consider decluttering. If you're not using it, give it away. The less that you own means the less things that would take up your time. So in regards to organizing, and it's also similar to planning, I set myself up for success the night before. For example, I have my clothes picked out. I got my wallet, my keys, my gym bag, my work bag, all in one spot. And by doing that, by being organized, by planning that out, it would make your mornings so much smoother. They would go more smoothly. All right. And you have less stressful mornings. So if you're oversleep, like I do from time to time, I've built in margin because I'm already prepared with what I need for the day. All right. So organization would do wonders for your time management. Number five, identify your time wasters. Now, here we're going to get personal. All right. Only you want to know where you waste your time. So unless you identify your time wasters and you deal with them, they, they're going to continue to rob you of your time. A quick Google search will reveal to you that Americans watch a billion hours of TV each day. Social media is the number one time waster for our age group. Um, and by our, I mean, like those in their 20s and their 30s. Um, video games. Um, these things are OK. Like, you know, watching TV on social media, video games. These things are OK, but they must put be put in place, put in check. Um, other time wasters um, about to go um, emotional, complaining, um, gossiping, toxic relationships. Those are three time wasters right there. I can do a full episode on that. Um, procrastination. Man, let me tell you about procrastination. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a witness. It produces unnecessary stress. I give you an example. Um, my first research paper 
in seminary. And y'all know this is real people, real talk. So I keep it 100 with you. My first research paper in seminary, it was due Wednesday morning by the time of the class, which starts, I believe the class started at two o'clock. I didn't start on that research paper until midnight of that same day. It took me about six hours to complete that research paper. Um, as soon as I pressed submit, I went to sleep and skipped the class. I Once again, I procrastinated and that produces unnecessary stress. Procrastination is tricky. We got to be aware of the momentary peace that comes from pushing events into the future. Then that turns into discomfort when we realize the impact of our inaction. So identify your time wasters. Um, for me, I use Instagram a lot. I'm on there doing lives and stories and posts and reels and really using that to do ministry, to create content, to promote the podcast. And so I even set a, set a timer. So therefore, you know, when a certain amount of time goes up, I get that notification like, all right, am I, you know, am I consuming or am I producing? Is it time to get off and do something else? So identify your time waster so you can make the most use, the best use of your time. Number six is a quick one, y'all. Learn to say no. Listen, if you don't get anything else from this episode, learning to say no is a game changer. Let me let me tell you something, y'all. Yes, as a Christian, I want to be like Christ. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like God. God is omnipresent. He's everywhere at all times. But let me tell you something. We are not meant to be like God in that way. In other words, we don't have to be everywhere all the time. Too often we we spread ourselves too thin. And you may have heard this phrase before. We wear busyness like a badge of honor. Friend, thriver, you got to know when your plate is too full. It's okay to say no. Number seven, write it down. It was on boys Kendra and Jira that said that they said write it down when I asked them what are their best time management tips. And then Stephanie goes on to say, writing down your goals and prioritizing them based on time sensitivity is key. I agree with all of that. Thank you, Stephanie and Kendra and, and Jared. Have a to-do list. That's one of my favorite time management productivity tools. Have a to-do list. You can have a written one if you're old-fashioned like to scratch it out, or you can have it on a note in your phone, or you can put it in your planner or a combination of those things. I've heard it said like this. A written to-do list is the secret to clearing your mind of mental clutter and accomplishing more each day. And as you write it down, once once again, all of these are interconnected, interrelated, because writing it down is a part of planning. It is, is a part of goal setting. It's a part of um, organizing. But be be realistic. Don't try to accomplish 20 things in one day. All right. As I said earlier, it's okay to have a big three. The the three biggest things that you need to accomplish for this day to be successful and then go from there. Be flexible. Once again, you got to be careful that you don't plan so much that there's no margin and you plan so much. that If one thing goes wrong, it throws off your entire day and you got to be flexible because you don't want to get so bent out of shape because you didn't complete everything on your to do list. Life happens. I want to if you really want to be productive if you really want to manage your time well, you have to el- eliminate the unimportant from your list. You got to act. You got to be constantly asking yourself, do I really have to do this? 
do I really need to do this? There's this, there's such thing as you can be busy, but not productive. You can be busy, but not fruitful. And once again, if everything is important, nothing is important. So we got to eliminate the unimportant things from our lives. And another thing related to this is you may have heard this before. How do you eat an elephant? You eat it one bite at a time. In other words, of course, I ain't out here eating elephants, but the point is break down your larger task into smaller tasks. So before I give you the eighth and final one, I'm going to give you some miscellaneous tips from my Facebook friends and from my research. If I read multiple articles and books on time management throughout my years, it was Chris that said, do the things you dislike early in the day. I like that. Go ahead and knock it out. Don't procrastinate it. Get it out the way. Um, David said he plans out each day in his calendar and he uses alarms to remind him for time in the word. I, I like that. I like that. Um, Andra said, work smarter, not harder. I love that. Marissa said, rest. Yes, mentioned that earlier. Please schedule time to rest. Rest is productive. I did a whole episode on rest, and I will link that in the show notes. If you have a hard time resting, that's an episode that you really want to hear as we talk about why it's so important to rest and the benefits of rest. Once again, I'll leave that link in the show notes. Mark said to find somebody to hold you accountable. I like that. Accountability is key. And then Jim said, marry somebody with good time management tips. <laughs> there you go. And the last thing, the last way that I want to share with you for you to successfully manage your time as we're talking about reclaiming our time is to put God first. We started with Jesus with this episode and we're ending with Jesus in this episode. Matthew six thirty three says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. In other words, don't try to fit God into your plans. Instead, you should make your plans around God at the center. Once again, you always have time for what you do, do first. Put God at the center. Put God first in your scheduling. Time with God is never wasted, but invested. You'll reap great dividends from your time with the Lord. Um, peace, joy, restoration, just to name a few. And I want to challenge you with this. Stop saying I don't have time or I didn't have time for. You have the same time, the same 24 hours in a day as the next person. Instead, be honest, keep it real to say, I chose not to spend time with God because I'm not prioritizing my time with God into my schedule. And once when you say it like that, it brings about more self-awareness where you're like, all right, the time is there. I just got to make the time. Once again, don't overcrowd your schedule. You need margin in your schedule. And I say that for a spiritual reason. You need margin in your schedule for those divine interruptions. In other words, when God wants to, to bust into your schedule and use you to minister to somebody else. When you read Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, the Gospels, you see that a lot of Jesus's ministry was on the way to doing something else. What if Jesus had a crowded schedule? There have been so many people that didn't get healed. So I just want to encourage you as we're, as we're talking about ways to successfully manage your time. We're talking about reclaiming your time and it starts and ends with Jesus. Make time to read and study his word. Make time to talk to him in prayer. Make time for church. And I, I just want to admonish you to make time for Jesus. Make 
Jesus a priority because he made you a priority. He made you such a priority that he died on the cross for your sins. Make time for Jesus. I got to keep it real. I got to be honest with you. There's not enough time to do everything, but there's always enough time to do the most important things. Once again, I got to say this one more time. You always have time for what you do first. So make sure that God is first in your life. Matthew 6, 33. And time management, as we talked about at the top of the episode, it boils down to choices. In other words, you can follow all these rules, all these ways, all these steps and organize and plan. But if you don't choose to do the proper things at the proper times, you can still fail in time management. As a Christian, my priority is Jesus, not productivity, not quote unquote success, not money, but Jesus. I ask you lovingly and graciously, where is Jesus in your time? Where is Jesus in your planner, in your calendar? If he's not at the center, if he's not first, put him there. There's going to come a time when your time on earth is going to be up. I don't like to think about that. I don't think anybody likes to think about that, but that's simply a part of life. I just want to encourage you to manage your time in such a way that you will fulfill God's call on your life and make every moment count. God gave you one life to live, so make the most of it. So once again, I just want to encourage you to reclaim your time, to make the best of your time here on earth, make the most of it. And you do that by number one, seeking God's guidance and relying on his wisdom. Number two, you have to prioritize. Number three, you have to plan and set goals. Number four, you must organize. And number five, identify any time wasters in your schedule. Number six, learn to say no. One of the shortest words, but one of the most powerful words in the English language. Number seven, write it down. And number eight, put God first. Well, that'll do it for today. I want to keep it short and sweet. I want to see you Wednesday as we continue on our relationship series. We're going to be talking about red flags in dating. And so if you are in the dating scene, I encourage you to meet me Wednesday. It's going to have a wonderful episode. And if you're not on the dating scene, hey, stick around. I got more content coming for you. I'm still, I would encourage you to still listen and share with somebody in your life that need to hear about Christian dating and hear about some red flags that they can, they can need to look out for. But before I let you go, I want to read a listener review. Evo Z0331 said this. This is an edifying podcast. Love the content. Love the guests. Been binge listening to catch up. Thank you so much for that review. And if you need encouraging faith-based content to consume, then look no further. We bring you a new episode every Wednesday. And it's my goal. It is my prayer to equip and empower you to be all that God has called you to be. We want to see you win. My wife and I, we want to see you win and thrive. Um, You know this spiritually. I want you to know Jesus physically, financially, mentally, and relationally. All right. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Once again, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. Now, I'm going to leave with a snippet of an awesome worship song by my brother in Christ, Grant Allison called the hills wonderful worship song and i'm going to leave that link in the show notes so you can listen to the song in full now go be all that god has called you to be